Hello, everyone, and welcome back to American Billiard Radio. You remember us, American Billiard Radio, back in August, last episode. Yeah, I know. So we're going to do something a little bit different this time. I'm actually getting ready to do an interview with Lucas Fracasso-Werner. He won the International Junior Invitational. That's not going to be this episode. What I thought about for this episode is while I was at the International Nine Ball Open, I had a chance to talk to Max Lechner and Jason Shaw. I got to talk to Max after his big win over Shane, which if you're not aware of how that match went, then you've been living under a rock. You need to go back and and read about it. Uh, So I spoke with Max after that win, and then I spoke with him after the finals, and then I also spoke with Jason after the finals. So... Those interviews were kind of just there at the tournament, wanting to have quotes to go back to for the article, and I thought the interviews would be interesting to to put together for an episode of the show, seeing as how I'm so terrible about getting new episodes out. Uh, speaking of the International Nine Ball Open, Jason Shaw is back. He seems to be playing better than ever. He defeated Max Lechner. Max has nothing to hang his head about. He had a great tournament. Um, While the International Open was going on, we had the BCA Hall of Fame dinner. The granddaughter of the Jansko brothers accepted the induction for them. Greg Sullivan came up and accepted his induction and struggled at a microphone in front of a group of his peers. Uh, Really had a hard time. Commented that he knew it was going to be difficult, but he didn't know it was going to be that difficult, uh, referring to trying to hold back his tears. Um, Alex Pagulayan was also inducted. Alex did everything he could to make uh, Greg's speech a little bit easier on him. And then Alex, although he was a little low key, uh, gave his induction speech and kept the crowd laughing. Um, the video of that as usual, was recorded, and we will have it on our YouTube channel as soon as we have it ready. Well, not as soon as we have it ready, as soon as the Billiard Media Association has it ready. Uh, Speaking of YouTube, you know we have a channel, right? Uh, When I say we, I mean AZ Billiards. Uh, YouTube.com slash AZBTV. You can find hundreds of videos there from past tournaments that AZBTV has streamed, any number of things. The latest batch of videos that were uploaded were from the 2016 Super Billiards Expo. There's matches there from Shane, Alex, John Mora, Mika, Sky, Johnny, Torsten, Earl, Corey, uh, even a little bit with Allison and Vivian. So again, that's youtube.com slash azbtv. And while I'm pimping things, it is mid-November, end of December, we are going to do our drawing for the free diamond pool table. That is all of our gold members. For every month in 2019 that you were a gold member, you will get one entry in, and we will do the drawing at the end of December. I'll include a link down in the show notes if you're not a gold member, and you can click that and and go join now. Um, The only other real piece of news that I wanted to talk about was Justin Bergman as the fifth player on the Moscone Cup. It's already been beaten into the ground by any number of people out there on social media that 
this really comes across as a slap in the face to Corey and Max. Uh, Corey Duell and Max Everly were announced as the two finalists for the last spot on Moscone Cup, and an announcement was going to be made after the international. And while that announcement was made, it was not Corey or Max. It was Justin Bergman, based on his finish there. And he had a great finish. I don't question that Justin is deserving of the spot based on his ability. I worry about the message that it sends. Hey, Corey, hey, Max, you know, this is the way we're going to do the selection this year. Uh, These are the hoops you have to jump through. Hey, guys, thanks for jumping through those hoops. But you know what? I changed my mind. You know, one other thing, and I only say this because listeners know that I love a soapbox. The PR that came out talking about Bergman being picked had a quote from Johan. And I read the quote. Last year, we found a best case scenario, which was absolutely amazing. But I also realized that it was not achieved solely on our own merit. We took advantage of some of the bad shots of Team Europe. Really? The team is going to play in less than two weeks. That's the message you want to send to them? Hey, guys, we got lucky last year. They won because they took advantage of some of the bad shots of Team Europe? You know how Team Europe won the year before that? They took advantage of some of the bad shots from Team USA. Uh, The last couple tournaments I played in, my opponents took advantage of some of the bad shots that I made. It's how you win. Your opponents make mistakes. You take advantage. I, I don't understand what this quote was hoping to accomplish unless you're trying to light a fire under Team USA. Team USA, you know, something I noticed at the the International. Last year, Team USA members were out there cheering on their teammates, uh, sweating each other's matches. This year, not so much of that. Uh, I did not see a lot of Team USA members. And they may have been in isolated sections of the stands, but it just felt different. Last year, they were together, and it was obvious they were together, and they were trying to back each other and really help their confidence. This year, not so much. Um... Maybe one difference was that Johan wasn't there. Uh, Jeremy was there. Jeremy was doing commentary. I didn't see Johan there. I don't think he was there. So, you know, hey, maybe none of that matters. And maybe Johan, who, believe me, knows a whole lot more about captaining teams than I do. Maybe this is exactly the quote that needed to be put out there. And Team USA will rally behind it and say, hey, we're not going to win just by taking advantage of bad shots. We're going to break and run every rack, which doesn't happen. But that's my soapbox for for this episode. So like I said, I have three interviews. The first one here, this is Max Lechner right after his Hill Hill win over Shane Van Boning. For context, again, if you didn't read the the news about the match, uh, Lechner up 9-0, Shane back 10-9, Lechner 10-10, snaps the nine on the break to win the match. So anyway, here is Max Lechner. Well, I had a good, I had good rows after the break. I don't think I, I, that's my best, my best performance at all, overall, especially in the end. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I got a new cue and I'm not feeling too confident with some uh, spin shots. 
So I'm very happy how I played this tournament so far. And uh, yeah, like up to 9-0, it was, I was in the, in the flow, just in a tunnel. You ran six in the, in the middle of that? I don't even know. Yeah, I think you broke and ran six. Um, yeah, I missed one shot, uh, the one ball at 1-0 at, uh, for me, and then he missed it too. And I made 2-0, and then the score was 9-0, uh, no, 8-0. So yeah, must yeah. You led six. him to the table, yeah, and then yeah, you were exactly. up 9-0. Yeah, I pushed. I pushed at the at eight zero, and the third jump I missed. Then <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> but, jumped but two balls lucky, and made it. I got lucky, right. and he missed the bank, and I would, then I was up 9-0, Yeah, yeah, crazy match. I could have be up ten uh, zero, but I missed position on the seven, and uh, had a long shot on the eight, and hit a little bit too uh, low, cue ball. So I put the nine on the on the side rail. And missed a tough uh, bank shot, and then uh, he started an unbelievable comeback. I had uh, one real good chance at 9-6, but uh, yeah, it's first time for me in front of uh, such a big crowd. And, I was and a crowd that, you know, honestly, everybody was cheering for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I play in America, and I play Captain America, so uh, right. obviously they are cheering for him, yeah. But... Uh, Overall, like I said, uh, I know I was pretty lucky and uh, I'm happy uh, with my performance. At 9-1, at nine, nine he starts making a comeback. What's going through your mind? I mean, are you, are you actually sitting there thinking, oh my God, I can't let him win this match? I think the biggest problem is that you get cold on the chair. It's not the, the thoughts. I mean, I was thinking positive and I, I, I knew I would get a, another chance. But uh, my arm was getting cold. I didn't feel uh, that confident anymore. I had a very tough uh, two ball at, I think it was 9-2, 9-3, 9-4. I don't remember. Uh, with a lot of spin, I had to play and I missed it. And then uh, the next chance I got was at 9-6. And uh, yeah, then uh, the nerves. Uh, yeah, the nerves. And I missed uh, uh, the four ball. I mean, I, I struggled to make the two ball and the, and the three ball before. Yeah, just just like I said, uh, the arm is cold and uh, but at nine a little bit nervous. You know, at 9-9, nine nine, mm. how easy is it? I mean, anybody who loses from 9-9, nine nine, you know, letting Shane come back like that, not letting, but, you know, Shane makes a comeback like that in front of his home crowd. Mm. There's no shame in losing when he gets hot like that, but you didn't. You came with it when you had to there at the end. You gotta, you know, you gotta give yourself credit for that. Yeah, of course, but uh, it, I don't think it's it's a shame to lose against Shane, even if you're not up nine zero. No. Um, yeah. But, uh, like I said, um, overall I'm happy, and uh, especially I'm happy that the match is over now. <laughs> Congratulations. Go to uh, bed luck now. Tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. All right, that was Max. Uh, uh, that was a happy Max after his win over Shane. Now we're going to go to, I mean, I'm not going to say he's an unhappy Max because, you know, he, he finished second at the International and he talks about in this short clip, you know, his goal that he would have been, I don't want to say content, but had a goal of top 10. Second is pretty darn good. So here is Max Lechner after the International Nine Ball Open Finals. Is this the first time you've been over to the States? 
No, I was uh, in the States. Uh, this is my fifth time, but I played pool for the second time. The first oh, three times okay. I was a tourist in New York okay. <laughs> because my aunt lived uh, near, close to New York. Um, but uh, I was in Vegas this year for the Predator World Tenball Championships. Uh, and now the second time. How'd first you do in that one? Um, I lost uh, the qualification for the knockout stage. So I think like 17th place. I was uh, I was looking online and the webpage that I found, which was old, said that you were ranked number one in Austria. Is that still the case? Yeah, probably. But the ranking in Austria doesn't matter at all because Alvin and Mario they don't play uh, tournaments in hardly oh. no tournaments in Austria. So do I now. Uh, we get some points for this ranking for the Euro Tour, but uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about the about okay. the. the skills from us three I think I can compete with them I think I can well, beat them I did it already I think so yeah uh, many times so uh, but uh, I think we're pretty even Torsten said that he played on a team with you maybe and he was saying that uh, maybe a year ago you had finally quit your job and decided to take on pool full time in April uh, this year I quit my job does this give you an idea that you made the right choice uh, yes, I think uh, I'm very sure it was the right choice because I can uh, put on put in uh, all my hard all my hard work and uh, all my time. That was the main thing why I quit my job because uh, I needed more time for tournaments, more time for practice. I started to work really hard with my pool coach and uh, I have a, a friend who is a fitness coach too. I started doing uh, workouts together with him regularly. So uh, I think I have a very very good team at home with those two guys and. Uh, Definitely the right decision. Second time over, you didn't qualify at the World Ten Ball. Did you have I mean, Did you have a goal when you came out here and said, "I'm going to be content or I'm going to be satisfied if I cash"? Or did you think you could win this coming in? Honestly, it's it's pretty tough to make a, a result goal because uh, there are so many strong players, and we all know how pool, uh, especially nine ball, can be. Maybe you're the better player and you lose. Maybe you're playing great and you got no chance. But um, if, if I could tell you a goal, it was like top 10. Okay. So I'm more than happy about the, about my, my result. And uh, if I look back to the my opponents who I beat, it's just uh, unbelievable, to be honest. Unbelievable. What did you learn here in this last match? Uh, a lot. I think, uh, but uh, it's tough to tell you now. I have to to come down and and uh, yeah, replay the match probably. If there's uh, a couple shots in there you might not want to replay, but but it was still a great match. Your break seemed to fail you a little bit here yeah, in this yeah. match. Yeah, in the last matches the break uh, gave me even more confidence, and I could run out a lot more games than I did in, in the final. Uh, Especially the, the billiard at 2-0 for me probably was one big mistake to go up 3-0. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the two ball at 10-9 was the second second big mistake because there uh, I felt good, but I just rushed it probably. It seems from, from the States that Alvin, Jasmine, Mario, you know, they get all the attention uh, when it comes to pool in Austria. You know, if someone says, oh yeah, the player from Austria was in the finals, they're going to think, oh, Alvin had a good tournament. Uh, you don't think, think, do you think that's not the case anymore? You don't think you can fly under the ra radar anymore? Well, um, of course, uh, those three, they deserve uh, 
I would say the, the fame they get and it's, it's okay for me it's okay for me to to be in the shadows of them but uh, maybe I like to be the underdog too so uh, like you, you saw in this tournament uh, I can perform well and I can beat any player in the world and, and I know that and um, I will be back and it will not be the last time you heard my name that's for sure sounds good good luck in Turkey next week thank you very much nice tournament Okay, I I fully believe him. If if what he is capable of is what we saw in Norfolk at this tournament, then we will definitely be seeing a lot more of his name out there. And then my last interview for this show was Jason Shaw after the finals. And Jason opened up a little bit more. We talked a little bit more. I've, I've known Jason for a longer period of time, so that would only make sense. Uh, so here we have Jason Shaw after his big win. Two if somebody had told you you were going to barely break 900 TPA and you were going to have one break and run during the finals, what are your chances to win? I'd probably say zero. Yeah? Yeah, I'd probably say zero considering the way he's been playing. Now, in breaking, every match he's played, I think he's broken run about five or six games at least. At least. Um, you know, I know the stuff, but the big thing for me there is I've been in that situation many times and I've won in that situation under big lights and I've won all over the world playing uh, that's his first major final and I thought to myself at the end it might creep in he might feel it a little bit I was feeling it you know I feel it was, wasn't more nerves I feel it was adrenaline that was getting me I was trying to get myself over the line it's been a it's been a rough three days you know I've been playing a lot of pool the last three days early in the morning not having time to go out anywhere I'm stuck here all day having to go just get a snack and come back um, you know, I was talking to someone there and they said it looked like you just were exhausted and you just wanted to get over the line and that. I really do think that was the case at the end. That's why I was like, thanks. I was just so, um, I just wanted to get back in the winner's circle. You know what I mean? I, I said to them, you know, I was right on it and I was doing well and I was winning everything and I was at the top. And then I just kind of, I got comfortable. Okay. And I started not doing what I was supposed to do, not practicing as much, thinking I was just going to go and win. Or, you, you know what I mean? I sure. had that mentality, and uh, I think that's what really got me. And then I was going to tournaments, wasn't practicing, practicing as much, wasn't going to the gym like I was doing. I just feel like I wasn't putting the effort in, so I feel like I wasn't getting rewarded, and that's what the, how the game is. I feel like if you work hard and put the time in, you get a luck. You know, I feel like the the more you the more you try and the more you put into it, the luckier you'll you'll be. It rewards you for putting the time in, and I wasn't doing that. And I let all these guys get back in and kind of you know overtake and plenty filler, Fedor, Kazakis, all these guys. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to tournaments. I was just skipping tournaments, skipping, staying at home, doing this, going playing golf, doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Um, but again, that was more down to sort of having having my son. Sure. You know what? Do I do I go away and play these tournaments in China and you know all over the place? And then I've got to fly to Europe to play in a Euro tour. It cost me like two and a half thousand to go. I can only win three and a half thousand. You know so. It's, Mentally, I'm thinking about all that stuff too, and I really shouldn't be because all these other guys are going and playing in the tournaments. And it's not like they're paying the same money I'm paying, but they're still going, they're putting the time in and the effort in, and that's what you need to do to be at the top and 
be getting picked for like the Moscone Cup and stuff like that. I feel like I got lucky this year with a wild card. Um, like I didn't play in a lot of events, but I came here. A lot of people doubted me, saying, "Oh, I shouldn't get the wild card." Blah blah. But this will just uh, put the icing on the cake for them and uh, show them that I should be there. You know. Well, I mean, even if you don't win an event all year they still know what you're capable of when it comes down to it. Yeah, and the Moscone Cup, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players that are un- unbelievable, but that situation in there in front of those people, you either got it or you're not. You know, it's it's, it's one of those, um, you've, like I said, you either got it or you're not. You can go in there and you could be like, oh God, you might not make a ball, you might play bad. Um, and I feel like the captain knows that when I go there, um, I'm ready to go. I like that environment. Um, you know, he sees that in me, so he trusts me, and that's why he picked me. And uh, you know, couldn't be much happier than picking me because I know it's the right pick. I know it is, even though there's people that have played all year and done whatever. But in that environment, in that situation, I think I think I'm the right guy for it. So you talked about how you were kind of getting lazy and and you weren't seeing the results. Yeah. So what does this tell you that you need to do? I mean, what did you do different this time? Um, I, ju- I changed my cue, okay. right, because the other one I had was really thick and it was heavy. And I, I think maybe I've been struggling. No, it wasn't pretty bad. I just kind of played a couple of shots here and there I wasn't happy with. And I had some nice cues at home they sent me. I said, you know what, I'm going to try one. I don't usually use a rat. I never. So I thought, I'll try something like that. I tried it and I played with it and I thought, hold on a minute here, this this feels like my old cue from when I used to have my old sponsor. So I started playing with it and I thought, this is nice, I can feel the hit, you know, I felt comfortable with it. And just started practicing more, going to the gym, you know, doing the, the right things again, putting the time in, doing the right things. And I'm, I know if I do that, I know I'll get um, success from it. No matter if it's losing a final, I know eventually it's going to build up and build up and boom, I'm going to be right there again. How how big was the win last weekend for you? Massive, because when I won the US Open here in 2017, I won that tournament before I came here. Oh. So when I won that, I was like, hold on a minute here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going here. I'll, I, I'm going to win. That's what, that, was my, that was my mindset. I've done it before. I won that came here and blew everybody away I thought right same mindset same thing got here went to the gym every day been doing like I did when I won the US Open I was in the gym every day I was practicing and that's what I've been doing most when I've been here when instead of taking time out and like going out to get something to eat I've been getting food in here and coming down and practicing my break a couple hours just lining long shots up and doing like 60 70 balls you know what i mean just trying to like get myself in dead stroke and i felt like i never really missed up this tournament i don't think i missed except from in the final there i don't think i missed a long ball not one long ball all week i knocked in every long pot but the final's a little bit different now, you know obviously there's a lot of pressure on and i know he was playing good i knew he was breaking good so that was my like i'm like thinking to myself i was up nine six and he's flipped up a break, make three balls, and the cue ball scratches in the corner. Now it's nine. Uh, nine, nine get back to within one. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, so every time I get two or three in front, something funny's happening. I was up 6-3, and he flipped a, uh, the two ball in the yeah. corner. Well, he, he tried to kick the two in. Oh, yeah. Me. I snookered him back, got lucky, and then he, he's got five seconds left, and Ed tells him, oh, you only got ten seconds. He shoots down to five and then just hits it. 
makes it in the corner and then he breaks and breaks and runs out and I'm like oh god <laughs> you know I'm like I'm like where's can I get just one roll that's all I'm looking for just one um, you know but he was playing well and he's had a great tournament man he's he's gonna be uh, he's not too far away from winning something big you know he's been not banging on the door in Europe like a lot of Euro tours and all that stuff so I really do think that um, somewhere down the line that he's gonna he's gonna come good in a big tournament he's a real nice guy too I noticed that he had that breakdown he was breaking the one into the side the two around but you you were just getting up there and crushing well early in the match and earlier in the tournament you were getting up there and crushing the rack kind of like you know I'll get shape no I'm not trying to make the one I'm trying to make the wing ball and the one because that way you don't have to make three points okay you know what I mean so if it was three points, then I would be cracking them real hard. But there, I'm trying to make the one inside to make the wing ball. Then I don't have to worry about the third point. That was my. That was my. When they changed that rule, that was my mindset. Right. Forget. Forget trying to make the one. What happens if I make the one and don't make the wing ball, and then I've got to get three points past the hedge room? So I was like, try and make. The, I know I'm going to make the wing ball. I, that's why. I, that, that break. That's why I practice it. Well, everybody's going for the one. I'm not. I'm going for the wing ball and the one ball. Okay. That's why I was hitting it so hard and trying to cut and go back into the nine ball. Okay. Because when I won the US Open, I was going off the side rail back into the nine ball, and it was either cutting it in the corner or banking it in the side. So I'm trying to like get moving the nine as well. So I had a few things going on. Makes sense. Uh, so yeah, like I, every, I don't like hitting that soft one because you know he hit a couple of bad ones towards yeah, the yeah. end. And, yeah. Uh, he broke dry and then I, um, I've, I've played safe on the one and he's, he's kicked it and snookered me. I've jumped it in, jumped the two in. Oh, yeah. Banged the three in, kissed that ball out, smashed the five in, the smashed the six in. The last rack was in. crazy. Yeah, it was a joke. It was mad. Was that kind of a, I'm not letting him back to the table, I'm done with this? Yeah, that was like, okay, I've, I've had my chances and I kind of blew it a little bit. It's time to like end it now, you know what I mean? I felt actually, I didn't feel nervous at the end, like on the last few days. When I've played the jump shot on the one, then the two, and even on the free ball, I think to myself, just stay down. But when I got down on it, I'm thinking to myself, I don't actually feel that bad. Because I think the two jump shots kind of... Oh, yeah. You know, can if I, you make those, then you're supposed to. The one the two ball was unbelievable. The two was... The one was all right, okay. You know, that yeah. made... You, yeah, he's going to make this. Yeah. But the two... I thought you'd go for the side. two rails down. Yeah. Well, if I go for the side, I might... I might leave it that way, but if I go for it in the corner and get the white down there, I might get lucky if it jaws. I feel like if I cut it down in the side, I might I might jump it and leave it up there. I'm thinking, play it in the corner. If I hit it real bad, it might go up the top, come back down and go back up, and the cue ball's going to be down here, you know? That was more of my... I wasn't thinking... I wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make it and come run out. That wasn't my... You know? Yeah. That wasn't in the, the plan. Uh, but it happened the way it did, and, you know... I can't be any happier. I, I came here with, uh, you know, in my mind I was going to win, and I did. So, <laughs> you know, I, I can't say anything else. All right, that was Jason, and that is our show this week. Well, this week. Really, uh, again, as I'm recording this and getting this episode ready to put online, I am working on an interview with uh, Lucas. I also have an interview in the can from Denny Glenn. I'm not sure yet what I want to do with it. It it went kind of long. So those are decisions that I'll make, and those are going to be upcoming episodes. But again, 
That was American Billiard Radio for this week. And Dave, we are always thinking about you. 